Great to see you, Ben Rosenblum. And first of all, let's start off. Of course, this is an audio medium, so I'm going to ask you a video, a visual question. Uh, I think that the the whole slime thing concept, Warren I-4, the baseball representation is probably one of the better ones. How do you feel as you are wearing that jersey right now? Man, I love this uniform. I'm very uh, blessed that I got chosen to wear the slimes today for our photos. <laughs> uh, great uniforms. We got a bunch. We added a new uh New grays this year, which uh, the whole team is really, we're excited to show them off soon. I might be spilling the beans a little bit early. Oh, but no, uh, that's okay. <laughs> I'm not asking you for you to paint the whole picture, but <laughs> grays sound good to me. But, uh, no, the slimes, uh, just to showcase the USF uh, green and gold in a cool way and just all that, the war on I-4, and just, uh, I think they're awesome uniforms. They're very cool. Players love to wear them. They're super comfortable, so, yeah. You got to experience the Warren I-4 for the first time last year. I'm guessing that FIU, FAU was somewhat equivalent, but not even close. What would you say about your experiencing the rivalry? No, it was. It, it's awesome. It's it's uh, very cool to be a part of uh, just a, a rivalry that's gone on long before, uh, you know, most of us guys were even playing baseball and just being <laughs> a part of, you know, something that is bigger than just our team and just the 2022-2023 Bulls team. Uh, seeing just the competition level, fans coming up, and just representing the green and gold extra special that weekend. So it was really cool. All right, so you mentioned green and gold. Your face is probably going to turn a little bit of a shade of crimson here as I as I brag on you a little bit. I, I've heard a lot of people behind the scenes just couldn't say enough about uh, your personality and your, and your work in the classroom. So I give you uh, high commendations for that. But I also have to ask the question, who is the second smartest player on the team? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I credit a lot of my uh, success in the classroom for just uh, good training. I come from a very smart family. I had older siblings that are highly <laughs> successful. So... Um, I'm, I'm so blessed and fortunate that I get to play baseball, but something that was clear from a very early age is I wasn't going to be allowed to play baseball unless I took care of it in the classrooms. And that's, that's set in from early and it's stayed true through. So, yeah. uh, to ask the second smart, there's, there's a couple guys that are pretty smart on the team, but <laughs> gosh, I'd probably go with uh, either Tanner Mink or Dylan Vega. Those oh. guys, those guys do well in the classroom. Nice. Across the last, uh, now it's a year that I've been here. We were the three guys that at one point or one semester, at least, we, we finished with 4.0. So nice. we got little bonuses for that. So it was nice. So That's those great. are the two guys I'd call out. That's fantastic. That's not such a bad thing to be called out for. Um, tell people what you suffered through last year, your foot injury. And then um, do I bring up what happened in, in, as a bullpen catcher or you retired as a bullpen catcher? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was as serious. Of no, <laughs> no, no. So uh, we were playing against, uh, we were playing Bethune Cookman on a weekend series, and I just fouled, I fouled a ball right off my foot, and I knew something um, was up, um, but I, you know, I, I cared too much about the team, and you played through it, didn't you? And I played through it. I played about uh, two and a half, three weeks uh, on a broken foot, and it was tough, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, up up until we, we we went in, and it was, I guess, some of the reports were coming back negative, but at a certain point, I go, listen, I got to put my own feelings aside. I got to do what's best for the team. So I wanted to 100% give, give this team my everything, but I got to go in and make sure that I can be able to give 100%. So we went back for my third x-ray, and wow. they were like, hey, your foot's shattered, so you got to take some time <laughs> off. Um, so... 
was in a boot for a little bit. It was uh, it was really tough for me because just going in and, you know, these are the guys that I worked the whole fall with, grinded together through Omaha challenges, tough early mornings, late nights, extra sessions in the in the batting cages. And you want to be out there so much with them. You want to help and give them your all. But for, for me and for the team last year, it was just, hey, let's get healthy. Let's try to get me back um, by a conference tournament. So overall, you know, it was something that happened, but I'm glad that I got to go through it and that some of my, uh, I hope that some of my character uh, showed just to how much I care about this team and wanting the best for it because, you know, I, I, I'm willing to play through everything to give this team my all because I really do love this, this program. I love what they've been for me through uh, just coming in, not being a freshman here, but transferring in. Um, and just the, the culture here, it's different. It's uh, set apart from other places, and I'm just very fortunate. And in doing, being fortunate, I want to give it all back to the program. So going back and now on a lighter note, <laughs> talking about my bullpen incident for you that don't know. We're at Tulane, um, warming oh up a pitcher God. in a bullpen. We don't have another bullpen guy down there, so I'm warming up a pitcher. <laughs> And I'm now just tell catch- people what you're supposed to have behind you in that scenario. Well, I'm supposed to have, uh, you know, at least one guy to make sure standing right behind me that I don't get drilled by. But in this case, we wanted to make sure because I was already, this is when I already was dealing with my foot injury. Right. Um, they had two guys down there with me. Oh, so, perfect scenario. So I'm catching my backs completely to uh, the, 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 the batter and I hear the ball off the bat and you can just tell. You know, that ball was scorched. So I hear it, and maybe I got half a second. Dang, that ball was hit hard. And then sure enough, <laughs> before I could even really process how hard that ball was hit, it drilled me right in the back. <laughs> so you and, learned. And then not only did I have to uh, fight the, you know, the pain, but the embarrassment that now not only was all the fans, the, the crowd at Tulane, in the stadium, but our our games are broadcasted, so now I have my family. I got people that I know, friends. Ben, we just saw you got drilled on TV. And this is running through my head right at this exact okay, moment. So I'm like, okay, Ben, you just got drilled by what felt like a 150-mile-per-hour ball in the back. How are you going to keep your cool and not start crying or start swinging at your teammates? So, But it was, it was funny. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, it wasn't – it got me just bruised, got me right on the muscle. No, nothing bad, but man, did uh, the two guys down there were supposed to be backing me up. It was a little bit of a, hey, man, maybe <laughs> next time we'd be a little bit better. All right, and then one other fleeting thing that you threw in there, I'm glad that you said because I'd never heard it before. Maybe you can, unless it's behind the scenes, uh, you mentioned Omaha challenges. I, I know the reference to Omaha, but mm-hmm. does that entail something that's supposed to really get you zeroed in on you know, advancing to the World Series? So... I think one of the one of the biggest takeaways that I've gotten from Omaha Challenge and what it represents is Omaha Challenge uh, for us uh, last year. Um, it was it was a weekly challenge, early morning, real early in the morning, around five or six o'clock um, in the morning, and we we break up into groups, and it's just about competing, and it's just about mental toughness. The biggest when it gets down to it, what are the teams that um, make it to Omaha? You know, at a certain point, every team's got talent. They got guys that are swinging at the right times. They got pitching that's working. But it's the guys that are pulling in the same direction, and they got the toughness to when you're playing four or five games a week, you're 50, 60 games in, who's the guys that can push past those brain blocks? So that's the biggest. 
when we mention Omaha, uh, the Omaha Challenge, there's no baseball involved in that. That's competing, competing at an extreme high level, both physically and mentally. These challenges are tough uh, from being, you know, pushing sleds on uh, the football field to running around campus to, I mean, across the years I've pushed cars. I've done different challenges, like crazy stuff. But I, I think it's so important because it teaches guys how to compete at an extreme high level and how to compete because it's not just about you in that moment. You're competing for your team. You're competing to win. And you're just showing, you're proving to yourself and you're trying to prove to your teammates, hey, I want you guys to believe in me when I'm in the box. Because, you know, that's how you show it to your teammates. Hey, if this guy is giving it his all, he's pushing himself till he just about passes out, you know, on a Wednesday at 5 o'clock in the morning. That's a guy who I know is going to go for bat for me. And that's the that's the culture that, you know, Billy and the rest of the staff's doing a good job because that's the culture that will make it to Omaha. Yeah, you got to swing at the right time. Yeah, you got to score runs, pitch well. But you have a team that's, you know, 40 guys built around that idea. Hey, we're going to we're going to be grinders, we're going to be baseball rats, and we're going to work hard and we're going to push for each other. Those are the guys that have the the Coastal Carolinas that you know, a team of unlikely guys, not the you know, that end up winning it all and you're like, well, everybody looking in saw that those guys were all pulling in the same direction. So, wow. Well, you guys clearly deserve to get there based on that <laughs> intel. Thank you very much. Stay healthy. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. Back to the beat. Bulls Beat continues with Derek Sharp. We will be on the air with baseball this weekend on USF Bulls Unlimited, a incredibly strong opponent to start things off. Remember last year, the Bulls played three NCAA tournament-type teams in Charlotte, Louisville, and Yukon. Well, they're playing one definite NCAA tournament team, a regional host from last year, three times, and that is going to be a tax on the new rotation we're still not sure who the starting pitchers are going to be we'll talk more about that later on in the week now when you heard ben rosenblum speak one of the things he mentioned was the omaha drills you're also going to get that here from another guy who like ben rosenblum can catch nelson rivera is quote unquote the starting catcher but the bulls have some options this guy does a little bit of everything and he can tag the ball too joaquin monke Two and two again, slider, and that's drilled to left field. Going back on it is Baumgart. He's going to the wall, and it's over the wall. Joaquin Monke, have yourself a day. A two-run home run makes it 7-1. With one of the veterans on the team, and uh, let's start off there. Uh, are you feeling comfortable? I mean, you're used to all this photo shoot stuff. How do you feel being like this is your third year, right? Yeah, this is my third year. How do, how do you feel? Do you feel like maybe you can take over, not, not that you haven't already, but become more of a leader on the team? Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, I connect well with the younger guys. I like that they w they come to me with questions. Hmm. So that just gives me like a good sign that I'm doing something right. That's that's always kind of a yeah a status thing, and you should be proud of that. Uh, what kind of questions in, in general are you getting asked? Um, a lot of it is just uh, it's just basic stuff that I can recall to freshman year and be like, oh okay, like these are certain things that. You don't understand freshman year, but then, like, as you get older and throughout the, like, your years here, you understand, like, one of Billy's rules is, like, 15 minutes early to the bus, but you want to be there probably, like, an hour wow. because you never know when he's going to leave if he just decides, like, okay, like, we'll <laughs> leave. 
everybody's on the bus will leave you know he, do, he doesn't like people being late it's funny you say that because i figured that out too <laughs> yeah first year as a broadcaster <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to be that guy yeah he doesn't <laughs> like people being late so. <laughs> i'm surprised he let me still do the games um now I, let's talk about you kind of moving around of course last year we went from one main catcher to seem like six catchers <laughs> and then you you got out at first base uh, a lot so uh take us through uh, kind of what you work on defensively so just taking ground balls every day and catching bullpens working in the cages with like the other catchers like ben and nelly we do a lot of uh receiving drills blocking drills throwing all that stuff i guess it's kind of similar you're, you're sometimes you have to learn how to, to scoop which is more difficult a uh a curveball that's uh maybe a few few inches in front of the plate or a, a one hopper uh with a lot of heat on it from the infield ah uh, <laughs> that's a definitely the curveball because like with the fastball and the dirt is kind of just like a reaction right you don't really have time to think you just like move right with the curveball you can analyze it a little more mm. and be more like exact with it Nice. So obviously you guys last year after doing what you did, making it to the Super Regionals, didn't have the follow-up you expected. Uh, what's kind of the, the vibe from the coaches as far as the, the intensity and what, what needs to happen to change things back in the right direction? As a team, I think we're very solid, and we've been working harder than ever. I, in my opinion, like we've worked really hard the fall. The spring we just started, and it's been really tough. Like we just got to keep maintaining mm. Um, but they want the best of us, and that's what we're trying to give. And if we want to play, we know that we got to give the best that we can give. And that's just Billy's motto, like 100% running everywhere, 100%. He wants us running everywhere, which is good. I, I agree. Um, Wait a second. Like running, uh, you just said to pick up the pace, whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't want to be like we don't want to look like the lazy team on the field, you know. Gotcha. gotcha. We want to be that team that's aggressive, that's that goes out and gets stuff done, you know. Okay. We want to go back to a super regional. We want to make it to Omaha. That's See, the goal. That's it. And that do they use that word Omaha to you guys all the time? That's that's all. That's what we all want. We all want to make it to Omaha, but wow. we know we got one thing at a time. All right, and be an hour early for the bus rides too. <laughs> Always, especially to Omaha. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, of course. So more on that Omaha drill situation, which if you're hearing it for the first time today, you're probably impressed by. Wanted to speak when we gathered with Billy Mole last week to him about that specifically. A couple of them mentioned to me. Omaha drills, I think, getting up really early and just doing some non-baseball stuff, and it sounded like they embraced it. Yeah, we had a, a former Navy SEAL come out on the football field, and our carry the boat slogan came from a Navy SEAL. Uh, so they went through Navy SEAL training in the morning. They went into groups, and they learned attention to detail really fast and how hard it is. Uh, and if you don't work it as a team, you fail. Um, it takes everybody to carry the boat, and those guys were up at 6 a.m. with a former Navy SEAL going through the whole thing. Pretty impressed. And so has the head coach by a couple of freshmen, although when he was asked about the possible youngsters being a factor this year, he wouldn't name any names per se. However, these freshmen are a lot of fun. They're, they're ready to go. They're hungry. They, they play hard. You'll see them. They're, you might see a couple in the starting lineup opening night. Um, they, they get after it. They're, they're not scared. They're, they don't act like freshmen, like most freshmen do. Um, I'm excited about this freshman class. I'm going to guess that a couple of them may be named specifically Matt Rose and Eric Snow. And conveniently enough, I was able to talk to both individuals at the photo shoots. Now, Matt, we get into his conversation because he started off at CCC, played at Calvary Christian. We'll start with him and then follow that up with Eric Snow, who is the kid from Georgia that just put up video game-like numbers in his junior year in high school he set a national record with 18 triples then last year decided to 
go with the homers a little bit more with 17 while hitting 660. So first Matt Rose, followed by the kid I was just talking about, Eric Snow. So you're a Clearwater guy. I'm imagining that you might have gone to a conference tournament or, or two. Do you, were you there by any chance? I was, actually. The um, the stadium that they play at is, I could probably walk there. Nice. Walk there, bike there, two minutes, walk there, maybe five. Like, I mean, <laughs> I grew up going to that stadium my whole life. I passed by it every day to go to, when I went to school. I passed by it every day to go anywhere, to be honest. But um, I watched them play UCF, and um, I can't remember the other teams, but UCF, I remember I was at that game, and it was just unbelievable to watch them. Did that help, uh, maybe put in the back of your mind, hey, I wouldn't mind playing for the Bulls one day? I mean, it's um, I've always wanted to you know, go to USF and attend USF. My, uh, my parents went to USF, so um, I already had a really good idea that this is where I wanted to be, and then watching them play just actually you know, just made it more clear. And I didn't think that was possible, but after watching them really, you know, solidified the decision. All right. Well, then take us to that moment when, uh, you know, it became official because that must have been very special. It was. So over COVID, especially my uh, grad year, it was um, it was a really tough time, you know, with recruiting and coaches couldn't come out, you know. So to be able to, you know, get that experience and that offer and all that. Uh, just made me feel really special because there's the percentage was so much lower for people getting recruited at that time, and it made me feel special and you know blessed. So it just uh, made me feel really good. Awesome. Well, you're glad to be a bull. I am. Obviously, we're glad to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I got to ask Eric Snow one thing. I saw the numbers. I saw some footage. Did you have some sort of deal worked out with the opposing teams that they pitched to you? Because I would not have pitched to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> A big contribution goes to all my hitting coaches and field coaches. I think that they played a big part in my success, and I have to pay that back to them. Nice. I appreciate that humility. Now, you don't have to brag on yourself, but I want to make sure these these numbers are correct. Okay. 660, that's a decent batting average. <laughs> uh, 17 home runs. Uh, your junior season is 18 triples accurate. Yes, sir. All right. Take me through that part of things, because after how many triples did you start to get noticed for it and start to think, okay, I guess I got some speed. When, when did that start to become a oh thing? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I think at about 11 or 12, I started to realize I may have a chance, because I think it was about halfway through the season. So I think that's when I started to realize that I started pushing doubles into triples and Maybe if an inside-the-park home run came, I'd stop at third base or <laughs> stuff like that. There so you go. I've always thought about that. Uh, obviously, I've never hit the cycle in a baseball game. But if, you know, you're winning by 10 and you've got everything but the hardest one, except for you, the hardest one is a triple. I mean, I'm legging it out even if it means I get out. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, uh, has speed always been a part of your game? Uh, it has. It has. Uh, I've gotten a little slower just due to gaining weight and working out and stuff like that. But, yes, I do a lot of agility stuff. Just to keep that speed because it plays an important part. What, what weight? They have you listed at 5'8", 185. Are you up? Oh, I think I'm, I might be a little heavier than that I now. I was going to say, I'm, I wasn't going to call it heavy. I was going to call it sturdy. Yeah, I'm a little stocky. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I'm about 193 now. Okay, that's not that's not, that's not entirely inaccurate. Those those, those on the GoUSFBulls.com, they have to put those up, you know, a month before you show up. So I'm sure they've gotten you on a weight program. Um, tell people what positions you played and what, what do you think you might play here? Uh, I play shortstop, sometimes second. I think I'm more of a middle infield guy, so we'll see where everything pans out, but I'd love to stick at shortstop.
Okay. And uh, how how would you rate your defensive skills? I mean, you, the the offensive numbers uh, jump out, but shortstop is obviously an important defensive position. Yes, sir. I think that I think that my defensive skills are pretty pretty solid. I think that Bo Durkek has helped me a lot uh, with a bunch of technical stuff. But other than other than that, I think that confidence is very key, and I think that I have that. So Excellent. I'm looking forward to a good year. Okay. And last thing, you're the first person I've gotten to ask about this, but you didn't have the past to compare it to but what do you think of the the artificial turf the new surface there oh i love it um pretty much all of travel ball i've played on turf so okay all the ground balls and bad hops aren't there and you're guaranteed a good hop most of the time so um i think it should be pretty fun playing on the turf you instead of dirt you approve then i do i do all right well we're glad to have you eric thanks a lot yes sir thank all you right. definitely don't want to put any high expectations on a freshman but if you are inclined to do so, that would be the guy to do it with. Yet to bring you interviews with a couple of transfers that could be members of the starting lineup, Stanton Luthner, he is out of Stony Brook, Travis Sankovich. From Marshall, we still have Jackson Mayo and Drew Brutcher and Marcus Brodell, and I think that's about it. We're getting towards the season, and so I wanted to jam a lot of interviews in today's baseball-heavy show. Hope you enjoyed it. Probably drop in a couple more tomorrow along with previewing Will be two different basketball games on the road. I'm not that far down the road. We'll be in Orlando for the Warren I-4 while the guys will be in Tulsa. But that's going to wrap up this Tuesday Bulls Beat. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.